Porn Free Radio, episode 38. Where are you moving? Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, recovered porn addict and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Hey, welcome back. It's great for you to be here. I am so excited to be podcasting from a new office and a new house about two miles away from my old condo. And it coincidentally, today we're going to talk about moving. I've had a lot of time to think about moving and metaphors for moving. And this week, just because of all the boxes and the painting and the closings, we sold a condo, we bought a house. It's just been kind of crazy here, but but I, you know, I can't wait to get back to the podcast and I can't wait to keep making more podcasts. Uh, I've gotten a lot of great emails from you guys over the last few weeks and it's exciting to just see the momentum. I actually even checked us on iTunes this week and believe it or not, this show, Porn Free Radio, got into, I believe, the top 50 of self-help podcasts. And, uh, you know, on iTunes, which was incredible, I had one goal when I started my podcast, and it was to beat the Power Nap podcast. And I'm proud to say that a couple times this week, we got more downloads and we had more, uh, we were higher ranked than the Power Nap podcast. Because if there's anything people need more than being porn free, it's having great power naps. So I was just a little friendly competition in the other self-help categories. There's a lot of other strange, funny podcasts in that category. But it was exciting. And what it basically means is the words getting out and, you know, you can continue to help us with the momentum by leaving a review and a rating at iTunes. I know you got to put your name on it. And so if some of you guys are bold or you don't care, go ahead and, you know, you can put a rating without leaving your name. But if you want to leave a review, that would even be better. So go ahead and do that. Keep the momentum going up. I want to stay above the Power Nap podcast. So I, um, I mentioned getting some emails. And one thing I got a number of emails about was uh, my sprint coaching for porn addiction. As you know, I announced this in the last episode that I'm offering monthly sprint coaching packages starting this month. And sprint coaching is the fastest way to get a recovery plan in place and to start taking action. Now, you might you might wonder with the name sprint coaching if this is about going fast or getting out of the starting blocks or you know it's about you know kind of going as fast as you can but actually it's about creating structure for you to be successful going porn free and it's about breaking down the process it comes from my day job and in my day job i work in some software development website stuff and a lot of times when we're doing a big project, you know, that might be multi-month, we'll break down the project into sprints, maybe a two-week sprint or a 30-day sprint. And a sprint is basically a set period of time where some specific work is going to be completed and made ready for review. So, 
In, in our case, uh, what I'm going to help you do is at the beginning of a month, we'll have a planning meeting and we'll develop a 30-day plan for you. And then about two weeks in, we'll meet again and have a review at the midpoint and we'll make some tweaks and adjustments. But the idea is that we'll set a plan up at the beginning of the month, we'll have a check-in and that will set you up for that month. The following month, We'll get together and we'll make a new plan and we'll, we'll build our plan based on what worked the month before. So one sprint leads into another sprint and that's the goal. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the year, I did a whole episode in uh, porn free radio episode 30 about going porn free for the whole year. And the big thing I start, my first point is to go porn free for a year, you have to go porn free for a month. So the idea is that each month is a sprint and you tie your sprints together in order to get those years of sobriety that you're looking for. Now, my role as coach is to give feedback, to help you define realistic goals, suggest tasks, uh, review your progress, and make sure you don't remain stuck. It's about getting unstuck. And sometimes we need that accountability, we need that check-in, to kind of get us moving, especially as guys. Guys really motiv- are motivated a lot of times by teamwork and by by partnering and, and, and just the idea that someone's going to be on the other end of the line asking tough questions and giving feedback is enough to kind of push us through the, the stuckness. So if you're interested, send me an email, matt at recoveredman.com. Matt at recoveredman.com will set up a 15-minute call to see if sprint coaching is right for you. Okay, let's get to the main content. So I wanted to start this episode by going back a few episodes to episode 33. Now, episode 33 was a part of a two-part series. Episode 33 was Hope for the Porn Addicted Agnostic. And it was for secular guys or guys who consider themselves agnostic, atheist, questioning, uh, skeptics, you know, those type of guys, guys who basically are non-religious. And in the uh, episode, I presented some ideas of blind spots that non-religious guys face when going porn free. And one of them was this idea that they don't have a concept of sin. And so I kind of build that argument. And you can hear that episode, you can hear that point in episode 33, so you can go back to it. But as you might imagine, I got some emails, some positive, nothing really negative, but I did get one uh, email from a guy who had a, a, a differing view. And so I wanted to share that as we get started, because I want to actually, believe it or not, I want to use uh, that sin parallel again in this episode. So I figured it would be worth addressing it one last time. And, uh, and then that had set me up to, to get into today's content. So this, this email came from Fubar Blarg, which I assume is a pseudonym based on that name. If not Fubar, uh, I think your parents have some explaining to do uh, with, with that name. But I'm going to go with the fact that that's a pseudonym. So, um, but he wrote a very thoughtful email. So don't be thrown off by that name, Fubar Blarg. But Fubar wrote this. Your last concept was no concept of sin as being detrimental to the recovery of a secular person. I really could not disagree more about this one. 
The theologian you mentioned seemed to imply that the lack of an epistemology of sin equates to moral relativism and fatalism, where no moral questions are asked. I think that many secular philosophers, e.g. proponents of utilitarianism, would disagree with that, claiming that ethics can be discovered through free inquiry and deduction. I've also attended Unitarian Universalist churches in the past, where the general consensus is that sin does not exist, and yet we do indeed have a moral obligation to help and serve our fellow man. In short, secular ethics can serve as a fine motivator for doing good works. And consuming the product of a corrupt industry is the opposite of doing good works. You started the episode stating that non-religious guys have the positive aspect of not coming at their porn addiction recovery from a perspective of shame. In my mind, sin and shame go hand in hand. You can have shame without believing in sin, but you can't believe in sin without having shame. At least this was the case for me once upon a time. Well, Fubar, I totally get your point, and I really appreciate this feedback. I like the fact that you disagree with me, that you listened and you still are listening, but you felt the need to to let me know. And You know, it was interesting that the quote that I read wasn't by a theologian, but it was by a secular uh, psychiatrist. And um, and I I used that quote in particular because it came from a secular source. And I think what resonated with me was that if something is sin or evil, as Carl Menninger mentioned in the quote, it requires intervention. And I really see my podcast as an attempt to intervene with something that I think uh, is sin, is, is requiring of rescue, is a breakdown, and that is keeping guys uh, in, in uh, that, that is keeping guys in a horrible struggle. And, um, you know, your own point about corruption, the corrupt industry, you know, hints at a moral breakdown. And um, and so I, I think that this word sin is kind of interesting. You, you mentioned shame, and I, I really think what, what's happened is this idea of sin has been tied with organized religion and specifically religious shame. And, you know, if anything, this podcast is against all religious shame. Um, I don't think that religious shame uh, helps us uh, get move forward. It, it actually is a demotivator. And I think for me, you know, my goals as a Christian are, are to, to eliminate areas of sin in my life in order to free me, free me up. To, to worship God better, to have a better relationship with my wife, to have a better relationship with my friends. I want to eliminate those things that are taking away uh, from, from me living a fulfilled, love, love-infused life. And um, so, you know, I think if I would have used a different word other than sin, maybe if I used oppression or bondage or slavery or addiction, maybe 
Maybe you wouldn't have had the same reaction. I do think sin has a punch, just like porn. When I go to a party and say I do a podcast on porn recovery, it you know there's a little bit of a gasp uh, when the listener finds that out um, because it's a it's kind of an in your face kind of word. But I like sin as an idea, um, just because it kind of cuts to the core, and I think a lot of times in our discussion of pornography, especially in a secular context, we get really into this relativism where we want to, um, where we want to make it okay for everyone. We want to say it's completely fine. And yet we're totally in bondage. We're totally, uh, out of control and our lives are unmanageable. And so that's what I like to call it. I like to call it sin. Now, in the, tradition, the Christian tradition, you know, the rescue from sin comes from God through Christ. And you've probably heard this idea of being saved or getting saved. And that's where it comes from. It's this idea of getting saved from our sin, that we can't save ourselves, that we're stuck in our sin, and that God makes a way for us uh, to to be made right, to, to, to be um, separated from our sin. And for me, it's a powerful parallel to our porn-free journey. You know, this idea of, of really making a break with our old life, really um, cutting, you know, cutting access uh, to the ways of acting out, you know, really making a start where we push and, and go into to, to new areas. That's really what the goal of this podcast is. And it's, 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 it's a spiritual journey that this is a spiritual podcast. You might not think that. You might think it's just about an addiction or it's just about getting tips. But this is a spiritual journey that you're on. You are basically taking something that's very personal very integrated into your sexuality, into your thought life, into your mind and your heart, and you're you're detaching from it. You're pulling away from it. And the spiritual journey in, in Christianity is a lot like that, is we're pulling away from the sinful areas where we've let our pride or let our self-dependence draw us away from God, our creator. And in the same way, porn you know, erodes us from the inside out and starts to break down our relationships. It starts to impact our ability to love and be loved well. So it's a parallel. It is. And I want to continue the parallel. I don't want to just discard the idea of sin from this podcast. Now, interestingly enough, and I, uh, Fubar, you'd, you'd probably find this interesting. When I wrote down sort of my ideas for this podcast, I wrote down a whole bunch of words I didn't want to use. And one of the words was sin. And the reason why is I didn't want to trigger anybody. I didn't want someone to, to go, oh, this is a religious podcast. This guy's going to you know, jam religion down our throats. And we've had enough of that. We just want to get past the porn. So I wrote down sin. I wrote down the word lust because in church, a lot of times lust is a euphemism for anything from masturbation to premarital sex to, to um, 
you know, to porn use. It can be all sorts of things. So I didn't want to use the word lust. I didn't want to use the word sin. I didn't want to use, I can't remember the other words. Um, I probably, euphemisms for masturbation, probably. Um, I didn't, I don't particularly like the word thought life. You know, a lot of times Christians will say that word, my thought life. Um, so I was going to try to cut out all these terms, but this idea of sin, I, I want to bring back to the table and say, you know, this is an interesting way of looking at this struggle. And so one of the things I wanted to read this week was from a verse from Romans. And this is from a, this is in a contemporary translation called the message, but it's from Romans six. Uh, Paul writes, if we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. Now, what I really like about this, and again, I was moving, so all these ideas of moving and metaphors have been swirling around in my head. You know, we had to pack everything in our house we had to call movers. We had to clean our house after we left. We had to have lawyers sign off on our contracts and lenders sign off on our loans. Moving takes a lot of planning and a lot of effort. And, you know, just like going porn free, you know, it's not something that you just decide and just go cold turkey and everything just sort of works itself out. You have to plan. And, you know, this podcast is a lot about planning. And it's a lot about setting yourself up for success. Setting yourself up to be successful. But I like what Paul says about this idea, this question. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, so if we've left the place where the porn just rules us and and we're at its beck and call, how can we still live in our old house there? And I just think I, I love that memory, or, me, or I love that the metaphor because, you know, I think a lot of times what we end up doing is we want to go back into the old neighborhood. You know, we want to, we want to sort of live in our old house. We, we want to make the break. We plan we start to make, uh, you know, we start to make those accountability phone calls or, or get clean with people. But then we want to go back and live in that old house. We want to still do what we used to do and hope for a different result. But he goes on, you know, he says, each of us is raised into our light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. So it's really important as you start to think about moving out of porn that you get a picture for where you're moving towards. And this grace sovereign country, this is a this is a free country. You know, this is a this is a picture of a of a a country that's not full of shame and full of uh, bondage, but it's freedom and liberty that we're being called into. I read this quote in an earlier episode, but I want to read it again now. It's by A.W. Tozer, 
and it comes from uh, an, a chapter, an, art, an article, an essay called We Are Becoming What We Love. And it's from God Tells the Man Who Cares. I'll have this in the show notes at pornfreeradio.com slash 38. But A.W. Tozer writes this. We are all in the process of becoming. We've already moved from what we were to what we are. And we are now moving toward what we shall be. The perturbing thought is not that we are becoming, but what we are becoming. Not that we are moving, but toward what are we moving? And Tozer writes this, we are becoming what we love. Loving wrong objects is fatal. And it's only as we love right objects that we become right. So here's the truth, guys. You are in the process of becoming what you're going to be. It's not a question of if you're moving or not. You're moving. If you're not taking action with your porn and your porn addiction, you're moving in a direction. It's not that you're stuck. You're actually moving towards what you love. You're becoming what you love. You're moving towards what you love by continuing to stay stuck. And it's important that we realize that we're moving. We're constantly on this journey. And we need to to be setting our sights on where we're moving. Just like when I, you know, chose to move to this house. It's like I had to do searches. I had to figure out what school district we wanted to move into. What our price range was. All these different types of things. What color house we wanted. You know, did it have a fireplace? All those kinds of things. I had to go, I had to really get clear about what I wanted and what my family needed. And then I had to take actions and steps to to go towards that. I had to hire a realtor. I had to do searches. I had to go look at a whole bunch of houses, right? It's not just, it's not just, uh, just, you know, having a desire, but it's actually taking action. And if we don't take action, that's actually an action. That actually is a movement. Non-action is actually an action. That's very deep. It's a super ph- philosophical moment. You can quote me on that on Twitter. Just kidding. But anyway, you'll get the idea, right? To not take action is actually to make a choice. So, you know, Paul, in that Romans 6 passage, he goes on, and I want to I kind of circle back to what he says. He says, that means you must not give sin a vote in the way that you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under the old tyranny any longer. 
You're living in the freedom of God. So, I mean, this, again, this is not so much a metaphor. This is this Christian idea of God rescuing us and coming in. And this isn't a secular idea. This is a spiritual redemption. But check out a couple of these phrases and think about them in terms of the porn. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. That means you don't give porn a vote anymore. Okay? Don't give it even the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with the old way of life. So I'll give you a simple example of this. When I moved into this new house, the U-verse guy came. And for you guys who are outside of the um, the states, U-verse is like a cable company, right? So they came in, they put all the cable boxes in, they wired everything up for TV. So, you know, it's night one, the TV's all set up, and... You know, I got a new box, and so all the channel locks and and programming locks that I had on my old system weren't there anymore. So, you know, for a short time, uh, last Monday night, uh, you know, all access to on-demand pornography was available, potentially some other movies or TV shows that wouldn't be appropriate for my recovery were all unlocked and available. So I was thinking about this. And just for a moment, just for a moment, I thought, hey, I'd love to see what movies are available on demand, specifically porn movies. Now, I had no intention of renting them, but it's just that little impulse that where I would have, if I would have given into it, I'd be giving porn, I'd be giving the sin, the porn, a vote in the way I do my life. That is completely off limits of my TV forever. I know that because of my addiction, my history, my recovery. But by looking at those shows and kind of seeing what's out there, kind of getting my whistle wet, so to speak, by you know looking at porn titles, I'd be giving the porn a vote in the way that I run my house, in the way that I set up my cable. And so I immediately had to lock that. And so I called my wife over. I said, put in the parental code and then let me start locking this down. You know, and, you know, don't even run little errands, Paul says, that are connected to your old way of life. How many of us have gone down the rabbit hole because we did kind of a naughty Google search? You know, it was uh, maybe an image search. Maybe it wasn't like going and looking at hardcore pornography, but we just typed in sort of something that might uh, come back with some illicit results. I had a friend many years ago who confessed to me that he was struggling with eBay. He had locked all these other sites down and all these other ways of acting out. And then he realized that if he did certain searches for certain products in eBay, he'd get sort of, um, you know, a questionable results, like in terms of models, modeling some sort of underwear or whatever. And so what are the little errands that you want to run? Are there places where you want to drive back to the old neighborhood? I actually uh, was coming back from the city and I drove past my old house 
the other day. And my, my co, uh, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the tenant in the upstairs apartment was actually mowing the lawn. And I just for a moment had a bit of shame because I was thinking like, oh my gosh, does he see me? And I'm driving by. I wonder if he thinks I'm checking up on the house. So I was actually kind of embarrassed. It was kind of funny. But you can get the idea, right? It's like, am I running errands? Am I going to the old neighborhood? Am I doing little drive-bys where where I'm not realizing I've moved for good? Where, you know, where I've left the country. I've left that house. I'm not trying to live there anymore. So no matter where you're at in your journey, start identifying with where you're moving. What is that new country that you're moving to? What's that new house? And what is it going to take to get there? What do you need to pack up? What do you need to plan? What do you need to put in place to make a clean break with that old house, with that old country where sin is sovereign? Now, it's getting kind of late, but I want to read a listener letter. And um, I just thought this was a great letter, and I really wanted to get to it. And so bear with me. I'm going to go a couple minutes later than I want to on this episode, but it's a really good letter. So let's get to it. It was from a guy who asked that his name be withheld. So I'm withholding the name. So the anonymous writer wrote, um, if I wasn't writing you, Now, I would be looking at porn, but I've been listening to your podcast and I might finally be ready to stop looking at porn. I'm 38 years old and and have been trying to quit for at least 15 years. When I hear you read letters from younger listeners, I want to scream into my phone at them. Yes, do this right now, because if you don't, you will be going through this work years later. There's no better time than right now. And he writes, I'm facing two big challenges. First, my wife has been very nonchalant about my porn use. I don't think she fully understands the pain of spending five hours of looking at internet porn and how it affects my ability to be present in our relationship. But sometimes I wish she would just be angry with me. Second, I'm terrified about coming out as a porn addict. I was so inspired by your being out there exactly as you are. I've been very successful in my professional life and have a somewhat public position within the community. How do I get the courage to be on the outside what's going on on the inside? That applies to both getting my wife to understand what porn addiction has been for me and coming out so I can be myself in my life. Well, thanks so much for that email and the vulnerability. All right, let's talk about these couple of things. One, what do you do with the nonchalant wife? Now, for some of you guys out there, you're probably going, a nonchalant wife about porn, that's like a dream wife. Could I be married and and have a relationship with my wife and still get to have all my porn? Okay, slow down there. It is not... Uh, It's not actually uh, a great thing to have a wife who's so nonchalant about the porn because 
what you really have to do at that point is you have to really get clear about what you want, how the porn is affecting you. And you have to be really focused. And it's hard sometimes. Now, for some of us guys who have wives who have been very impacted by our porn use, there's a there's a little bit of a of a consequence about acting out. You can kind of see the the damage that the porn does directly to your wife. Now, in the case where the wife is nonchalant, you really need to take the ownership and the accountability for yourself. You can't expect them to do uh, for you what you need to do for yourself. And sometimes by wanting that reaction, being angry, that would give you maybe some more um, umption to break out of your passivity. But in your case, you're going to have to just work on that on your own. Uh, something you can simply do is write down uh, a group, or answer a couple of these questions. How does porn make me feel after I act out? Like what are some of the consequences to me when I look at porn for five hours? You talked about the pain of spending five hours of internet porn and how that affects my ability to be present. So just take a few minutes and write down all the things that that five hour thing does to you. What are the ways that it makes you disconnect? What are the ways that it affects your relationships? What are the ways that it makes you feel shameful? Or what are the ways that it robs your time? You know, write anything down that's a consequence for you. And when you're considering acting out, think of those consequences, not what the consequence is for your wife, but what the consequences are for you. And start to develop um, a list of those things that you can kind of come back to. What happens when you act out? What are the consequences? What are the, the negative reactions or the negative things in your, in, your, in your life that happen when you give in to the porn? Now, the second part is you're terrified about coming out as a porn addict. Now, I get this. I mean, you might not think I get it because I run the porn podcast, but I get it. And the secret here is you need to find safe people. You know, you said you're in a public position, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're um, in a leadership role. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a politician. I'm not sure what, what you might be. But it doesn't mean you get up on the podium for a press conference and you start, you know, airing out all your, your pornography addiction. That's not what it means. But it means, it means inviting other people into the struggle. And you've probably listened to episode one, Coming Clean, where I talk a little bit about that, those initial conversations. And it might be that you have to get clean with a couple of guys in your life. Or your wife, as you said, is nonchalant about it. So maybe she's not the primary person that you want to talk to about this. But you need to find some people. And there's plenty of episodes that I've recorded where I've talked about what that looks like, trying to find people, you know, who you can talk to. And, you know, even last week I talked about the idea of, you know, going to an essay meeting or finding a coach or finding a, a therapist or an addiction specialist. You know, you need to start with somebody. And 
And those are good places to start. Now you might have some people in your community who you could all you could also take a risk with. And I think I shared an up I think I shared a story about how when I was first getting into recovery, I didn't want to lie about what I was doing. And um, you know, I went out to the bar with some of my guy friends from work. And the recovery program I was in asked that we abstain from alcohol. And, you know, five minutes into being at the bar, it was, you know, very conspicuous, very obvious to my friends that I wasn't drinking. And so inevitably they asked and I had a choice. Did I want to just say, hey, I'm not drinking now or, hey, I just want a Sprite or, hey, I got something else to go to tonight. Or did I want to tell them that I was in this recovery program and I chose the recovery program. So you might be surprised. There's places in your life where you can begin to become more honest about what's really going on in the inside. And it's not all at once. And sometimes you tell someone and they have a really bad reaction and you realize this person isn't really safe. And so you have to keep looking. And sometimes the people who can really help you are not your best friends. They're not your buddies. They're sometimes just people who, who end up in your life who just will understand. And so don't be scared to tell someone who maybe you don't know quite as well. And you might be surprised at, that they could be someone who could help you. So guys, I know this has been a long episode. If you want to ask a question, send an email to matt at pornfreeradio.com. I'm the only one who checks that email box. Please include your first name. And if there's anything you need me to keep private, uh, Give me a heads up, please. And again, you know, there's been a couple of emails that have come in and I'm going to try to get to them in the next couple of episodes. Now, next week, join us for another great episode. And I'm hoping to have a couple of interviews that are going to be uh, scheduled that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Just inviting some other people in to our conversation, into our community to get more Uh, feedback, and also to learn more from from other people's experience. All right, that's it for this episode of Porn Free Radio. And if you'd like to comment on this episode or get the show notes, go to pornfreeradio.com slash 38. I would love to hear from you, comment, question, or whatever. And just a reminder, go to iTunes this week and leave your ratings and reviews for Porn Free Radio, and let's take down the Power Nap Podcast. Just kidding. Not really. Until next week, guys, take hope and take action. And take a nap if you need to. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To connect with Matt, send email to matt at pornfreeradio.com. And help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio on iTunes and leaving a rating and review.